Welcome to the During Business Hours podcast. My name is Christopher. And I'm Eric. It's Monday morning, the dreaded Monday that everyone hates. I found that my, uh, my kids were sick from either milk or a milkshake they had yesterday. Something throwing up chunks. It's quite interesting. Uh, my wife was not liking that I was leaving. As my son, we had already cleaned up a bunch of puke. And then as I left, he just threw up walking down the hallway and then slip and slide and, you know, sick, disgusting. Yikes. It was foul. It was very foul. But I think he's feeling a little bit better now that he got all that bad milk out of his system. And then I come to work, setting up the podcast this morning, and it smells like cigarettes in here. Again? Again, yeah. Turns out we got a neighbor that's smoking in their, their business unit. So... Um, I don't know what they do after hours, but it's definitely that they're smoking the place up. It is bad. We got sensitive electronics in here. We got customer goods that we don't want leaving smelling like cigarettes. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll figure that out. We've never had this problem before because we have a, a medical grade place next to us. And then we have a sushi restaurant next to that. And even the sushi restaurant had to get it fumigated or aerated, uh, Friday last week. Everything's just reeking of smoke. Yeah, reeking of smoke, smells like cigars. Um, I don't know if they're running a firm or, you know, they said there was supposed to be some type of arcade type thing they're building up. But uh, it's the only thing I can think of is those, you know, firm people tend to smoke after hours or have a get-together, play poker, whatever. Yeah. So in my mind, that's what's going on. But what'd you do over the weekend? Over the weekend? Um, bunch of laundry. Never did my laundry, so I cut off on that, like, two weeks of laundry. Uh, we played tabletop. I did cool stuff instead of getting my butt kicked. That was nice. <laughs> Just chill weekend. Yeah, we had the uh, the birthday party on Saturday night for my mother-in-law. Turned out to be like a mini date for me and my daughter. Everyone else was talking, had their own little section of groups, mm-hmm. which was hilarious. Cause, uh, so you had my brother-in-law, his girlfriend. She didn't bring her kids. Uh, my sister-in-law her boyfriend, and then me, my daughter, my son, my wife. So then you had the mother-in-law, father-in-law. And this restaurant is so loud, they've restructured like five times to put in like barriers in between hibachi grills and all kinds of stuff. It's just still so loud that you can't Mm -hmm. hear people that are next to you. So me and my daughter are talking the whole time, talking about the food, talking about what she did in school this week. It ended up being a nice little like father-daughter date you know yeah and uh so we had a good time but uh near the end of it it was funny as shit because it seemed like the restaurant had gotten everyone's meals except for me and my daughters right or everyone else is wrong except for me and my daughters and so everyone was complaining and they were taking things off the menu putting on the menu exchanging things whatever the ticket was that you know how often we end up picking up the check yeah I wasn't aware that my wife was picking up the check as a birthday gift. So she asked me for my card, and I'm like, no. I'm not paying for everyone. I don't want to pay for everyone. Because we have this thing where her sister has never paid at Kobe's for herself, and the brother always is included in, in the families. So I just kind of put my foot down, and it was a very awkward moment. I'm like, Oh, me and Khaleesi are going to take a walk outside. You know, <laughs> So we just walked outside, 
played in the grass, had a fun a fun little evening. My wife's a little pissed off, and I just thought it was the funniest thing. I was like, no, I'm leaving. Have a nice day. Good luck figuring that yeah, out. Just kind of put my foot down. But uh, after that, I was like, Sunday, I had planned to take Khaleesi to the mall to do some shopping for school. Mm-hmm. She always wants toys, so, you know, anytime I take her shopping, I get her one toy. She doesn't get to fuss about it, and I don't know how everyone else says she fusses for toys. Me, she gets one toy that's a very structured with it. But I decided to get uh, Christopher and my wife to come. I was like, all right, we'll make a day of it. I'll hit Best Buy, do the returns for the GoPros. Smoother than I thought. Didn't have the second receipt. I don't know where that one went for the media mod and all that. But, so we go to Best Buy. Kids are running around with my wife. Totally fine. We get to the mall. Junior just books it like a bat out of hell. All the way to those carts that hold, like, a double-decker bus that hold kids. Yeah, the little kid rental, whatever thing. $7 to rent that thing. And then if you turn it in, it's like uh, the movie Terminal. You ever seen that? Tom Hanks, where he's uh, living in a terminal? Once a long time ago. Well, in the movie, he rents or returns baggage claim racks for a dollar a time so for the deposit or whatever. yeah so mm. get a prize is what it says so as i'm returning this thing it pops out quarters and i find five dollars and quarters in there people have just not picked up their quarters it's like a homeless person could live off this yeah thought it was funny but we did the the whole jc penny's shopping kid store everything in the time I was surprised it took to charge my car, so I didn't get any idle fees or anything like that. So it was a good day. Got home, relaxed a bit. Kids then were a little stir-crazy because we had three or four hours at home before bedtime. But nothing crazy. So I just uh, the one thing that's been pissing me off the last couple of days are all these motivational speeches tend to fill my timeline by everyone. I don't know if all the people on Facebook... And maybe your friends are the same, or everyone's just now hitting their stride as a human being where they're doing well for themselves or trying to do something for themselves, that everyone posts motivational fucking speeches. Why is that? They want to share their success with the world. Personally, with my high school group of people, they were all succeeding fresh out of high school, and now everybody's getting their uh, divorces or fired from their jobs or caught out for whatever they've been embezzling. So it's kind of the opposite for me. They're still posting motivational videos because that's just the trend right now, I guess. But um, they they're posting them because it's the goodness they need to see in the world. Everyone everyone share it, and, you know, get the get the positive energy out there. <clears throat> well, it had me thinking. All these people can't be posting this much shit every day. Like I know I got a friend who's a, a millionaire now from nothing to a million. You know, just one of those self-made rag, rag to riches. Yeah, rag to riches. Love the guy. What he does is cool, but oh my God, is it annoying to see, oh, you leave him behind because you leave him behind the, your old legacy starting something new, yada, yada. I'm just, post something about your life, but all he ever does is post. I, I want to know what you got for lunch the other day. <laughs> like this stuff. I, I just, everything is this text. So it had me thinking, I'm like, there cannot be so many people posting these motivational fucking quotes all day long. Like personally, I don't need motivation. I, I got my 
the way I live is fine. I don't need outside motivation. It's nice to see little quotes that make you giggle about something you've already done. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll tell somebody, hey, that made me giggle. Like with I, I think I sent somebody something last week similar. But the people who post these very standard, you know, like one-off lines that you hear everywhere, and then they're just like, this is something to live by. I'm like, okay, so it'd be more profound mm-hmm. if it wasn't part of the book you post daily of motivational quotes. So it got me thinking that these people have to be getting this from somewhere. It turns out there is a service that most people are subscribing to, to post quotes for you, to post an AI copy of these motivational, inspirational, factual quotes for a seven ninety nine fee every week. But they want access to your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok, all that. So they want to blow you up over their stuff. Yeah, they want to blow you up for all your stuff. That way you can make some money off of it because everyone wants to see that shit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a trend that people are getting on to of like trying to gain a following. And I see it from the outside. So I, I, I'm not saying I'm special or perfect or anything. But I'm seeing the algorithm that people are jumping into. Mm-hmm. And I think it is fucking stupid. I I can't fathom why if everyone in your group is doing the same thing, where's the uniqueness? Where is the, how is that cool? You're all just kind of uniform. Is that, is that ad even going to work anymore if everyone's doing it and people are going to figure out that everybody's in on it? I, yeah, I have no idea, I mean, but yeah. it reminds me of all the conspiracy theories of the government controlling everything. So like you have the, the so-called employment shortage, it's not a shortage. You know, there's plenty of people who want to work, just nobody wants to work for you. Yeah. Every, everyone's got their their morals or their their standards are set so high because of 2020, everyone was making so much money. And when people start to realize that it's not going to be like that forever, not every job is paying these bonuses forever, mm-hmm. then you, you'll see the trickle down. And so it's, it's a waiting game. The problem I have is that when you pay this $8 to this company to post this 12 times a week or you know five times a day up to blah 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 where is that coming from who made that what is it where is it coming from to the sense where who's behind it why is everyone being brainwashed into this good idea because it's not a good idea it's very tacky if you get one person says something inspirational cool i see when it's genuine other people will post it but you can't tell me that flooding the stories and the timelines with all this motivational shit and then getting fucking YouTube's algorithm to kick over some Tony Robbins, Elon Musk motivational videos to my fucking YouTube is the right thing or interest for someone. I feel like they're selling a book and they're tricking people into paying their advertising for them and advertising yeah it's it's hilarious because in my opinion i don't think elon musk is that great of a man i I think he's a dude who's worked seven days a week busted his ass 24 hours a day he has monetized his time very well good for him i don't think he's going to mars it's going to take a long long time before he gets there or anyone else gets there he's got the the goals or dreams and aspirations to do it that's great but let's be realistic about what he's doing in the here and now, not what he wants to do 50 years from now. Yeah. Is he benefiting the economy? Is he, you know, 
well, he already evaded taxes by going to Texas and living in a $50,000 house. Um, he's not paying his fair share of taxes. Uh, even though the rich don't pay a fair share, I get it. But if you're paying, if you make, what is it, a billion dollars and you're due to pay 55% of every dollar to taxes, you're still making $450 million on that billion dollars, which you'll never be able to spend. So where's the complaint? From the rich people or from the people who want them to pay taxes? From the rich people. If you're making a billion dollars, where's the complaint? I get that you could do more, but if that's not the only billion you're making... Well, that's their money. Who are you to tell them what to do with it? But then they can do the same thing they did where they go to Texas or they go out of country. You know, they can take their business with them elsewhere. But then you get the ones who sit in the same, like, Californians that sit here with the 13% tax plus the federal tax, and then they get really aggressive about, oh, we need to change this. No, we don't. Nobody's changing it yet. Go somewhere else. This is what the whole reason that California is so great is that they steal so much with your money that they can put it into their infrastructure and their housing market and all their shit. That's how California built their their following. Their cultism, as I call it. I think Sacramento is cool and all, but I don't think it's the best place on earth. I've been to quite a few places, and there's a lot better. Uh, Shit, I'll take Maryland and their their gang violence, their shootings, their cop violence over Sacramento any day. Just the the quality of people that were there were a lot friendlier, nicer, and more of a, a loving type of, like, everyday neighbor than it is here. Your neighbors here want something from you. They want to fucking spam you with your inspirational quotes. They want to bug you about your kids. Say you're playing your music too loud. Or, hey, you're going to drive down my property value if you don't cut your grass. Mm-hmm. <coughs> one of my neighbors got a, uh, one of my packages, so I left him a little letter. Please give it back to me. If you'd like, I'll bake you cookies, buy you an alcohol, you know. Neighbor, neighbor, help me out here. And then a week later... Uh, it turns out it's it's some old lady who lives with like a caretaker or whatever saw that it was a package not addressed to her that she had like stacked in her pile of trash and came over and gave it to me. Was it open? It wasn't open. She was just throwing it straight in the trash. That's not mine. Boom. Garbage. Not refusing the package. Not walking next door to the actual address on the package. Oh, this is a package for me. I'll take it inside. Oh, it's not mine. Trash pile. Too often we'd get uh, packages delivered to our old, I lived in a townhome, as you remember, Mm -hmm. and so we lived in number three, and then we'd always get packages for two, and then two would get our packages. I don't know why. The mailman was just that lazy. He didn't want to walk down the walkway and deliver shit, so he'd mix them all up in two and one. Um, And I find a lot of post people are like that after 2020, and all the hours they got, and all the bonuses and stipends. Now they're not getting that much money, and yet again, it goes back to the employment crisis. A lot of them are quitting. You know, Jonaki had quit. Uh, Brittany had quit. Those are our personal um, male people. Now we have a, a nice lady, but she is very slow when it comes to getting it more regular. She's not uh, consistent. Mm-hmm. She'll come at 5.30 that day because... You know, we are right next to the post office. We should be the this first stop. But she's like, oh, well, if I'm 
on a faster track and you guys aren't open till 10, then she'll come around on the end of the shift instead of just swinging right back by because she's on the same side of the road. Yeah. A little frustrating. But the uh, the spam with the Elon Musk and all the the motivational shit, the problem is my son uses my phone to watch YouTube, mess around, play his little games, and all of a sudden I'll get 50 playbacks and he'll just keep skipping video skipping video skipping video you know and so for probably an hour yesterday i listened to so much of elon musk david goggins joe rogan if people need that much motivation then you have some type of depression some type of anxiety that is forbidding your physical self to do something to move forward yeah like I've, I've got anxiety, I get it, but motivational quotes don't help me. And hearing somebody else tell me how to stand up and breathe for two minutes a day is not going to help me either. No. So some people tend to, to take drugs or need their coffee or um, injections of Vitamix and, you know, all that crap. Not me. With... Uh, the one time I think I would ever need or have needed motivation was jumping out of a plane. You know, I, I was scared shitless my first time. And so in the, the army, when you get to do these drop jumps, right, mm -hmm. you would have somebody or be latched to somebody and, and you're physically forced. But I'm such a big guy. It was m more me carrying him than him carrying me. Yeah. And so even though he's the instructor and, the you know, follow every word. I was not going. I was a bull. No China. Just can't move me. You're going to kill me. That's it. I'm not scared of heights, but the, the act of throwing yourself out of a plane. And then, of course, I got into this, like, research of how many people die per year and what's the common accidents. And, you know, there's a guy once that jumped out of a plane with a bag of a video camera equipment and ended up surviving because he crashed on the video equipment, but he yeah. was still paralyzed. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, at that moment, I, I could have heard like some, and that's what part of the army is everything's motivational, where they're giving you cadences and direction and everything spoke with inflection. And I feel like Tony Robbins and a lot, David Goggins and a lot of those guys that I've heard in the last like three days speak like military personnel. I know David Goggins was military, but I don't know if Tony Robbins was. Um, but it's one of those things that they all tend to say the same thing in different ways use your time don't fret the small stuff fear is not a factor it's your inability to do this or that or it's your loveless marriage or this just so much shit yeah i'm like i don't care for youtube's algorithm anymore so most of the people watching today are probably on uh youtube spotify what is it soundbox spreaker all those things mm -hmm. but if you're, if anyone ever watching this ever, whether it's now or 2050, motivational quotes are not going to help you. It's literally a lot of your own will to change whatever you're doing that'll help you the most. Find something that you that it makes you want to get up in the morning, makes you want to do something, and latch onto it. Whether it's unhealthy or not, it's a start. So, it's a. Uh, I was very codependent on a previous relationship and that helped me to motivate myself to do mm -hmm. more 
hence why I started this business was that I was very, oh, I'm going to impress this girl that I'm seeing. Like, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm going to work my ass off. And then that was a, a plus to her, somebody with aspirations, you know. So yeah. that's why I worked seven days a week. She came out to help me, you know, hang out, grab me lunch, so on and so forth. But, you know, that's where I am on the, the annoyance of, of motivational videos and audio right now. The, uh, the kid got into some shit on Saturday, I saw. What happened there? The, oh, the his graphics card friend, his best friend for life. <laughs> his best friend for life. He kid had sold our graphics card to a guy. The guy asked if we had any more, and we aren't. Where did he find him? Facebook. He made a post he, he, on he, Facebook. He made a post having... on Facebook for our card. We had a couple at the time when the post was made, but you know we sold through them throughout a week or so, and it was down to the last one. So a guy came in to buy that, asked if we had more. Uh, you had just gotten them off of like a one-time snag, like ten or so. Oh yeah, not that's right. Yeah, not yeah. something we do all the time. I bought ten thirty-sixties, mm-hmm. um, and I believe all of those were LHR, right? So they're all limited hash rate cards. Yeah. And so we got them for a decent price, and I think we sold them for like a $50, $60 markup yeah. from what we Just bought them for. Quick little buy, quick little sell. They were going to go fast, down whatever. Down the last two in store. Oh, uh, no, no, because one, Abe being the kid, uh, sold one to Abe a day and a half previously mm-hmm. to put in his own computer. He hadn't even put in his computer yet. So we had the empty box on the shelf, and he was like, well, if you sell it before I install it, then sell it, and I'll buy you another one from you when you get another one. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool, because I was going to sell it to Abe at even money, but he didn't want to pay the retail, so it's one of those things. Well, we had somebody come in, and uh, I think he was here just for the LHR card, and he had seen our post for other graphics cards or the week previous, whatever. I don't know if we removed it. And uh, it goes from there to, he's like, I'll buy 10 of them. If you got 10 right now, I don't care, as long, long as they're not LHR. I'm like, well, this one is LHR. This is the only one we got. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I'll take it. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, I think Abe had said, uh, it's not here at store. I've got one in home, and there's one in storage. I'll go get them for you. You put a deposit down today, I'll sell you the last one, and then grab the second one. You can pay for that. Because he had a 3060 Ti on the shelf too, right? And he didn't want to pay the yeah, 50 for that. It was It was the guy I wanted... 10 more of these LHR cards or something, but Abe had a handful of regular cards, and that was... Oh, no, no, sorry. These weren't LHR. These were non-LHR. The 3060 Ti, I believe, was an LHR, which he bought the next day after we didn't have the... or Abe didn't have the second card. That's what it was. But the the guy wanted Abe to skip school because he goes to school. He can only work three hours a day. Yeah, he comes in early, early evening... Uh, after school, you know, not even early evening. He gets off at three. Walk, you know, walks home by three thirty. Yeah. Snack comes in at three thirty. Whatever he does. Kid's a hustler. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he buys, sells stuff on his own. Shoes, games, whatever. I don't know how he walks everywhere that fast, but he gets it done. He's got some long legs. And that guy, before Saturday, because it, it was, f- he purchased the card Friday, which prompted the Saturday fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy came in at. 11.30, even before all the other techs show up, all the people who actually work here and come in, you know, at their shift time. And we were, oh, you know, you know, we told you, you know, he gets off school at 3, he'll be here around 3.30, you know, for your, 
Well, I was there for the interaction. The concern that I had was when Abe had sold him the first card, he's like, hey, put a deposit down on the one that I have at home. Mm -hmm. I'll grab the one I have storage if it hasn't sold already from our other business. Um, And he has another business where he buys and sells stuff. And if it's already listed and posted and sold, then he can't sell it to this guy. Mm -hmm. He's like, put a deposit down or it'll cover this card. Um, Also, we have a giant sign up that says, all sales on graphics cards are final, whether used, new, you know, refer to manufacturer warranties for any issues, defects, etc. Um, we guarantee that they are all functioning at time of sale. Then you have the, the PlayStation one that also says, hey, uh, due to restocking, uh, manufacturing issues, yada, yada, all sales are final, especially on um, items that are bought to resale locally. Mm-hmm. And this guy... I don't know what his problem was, but he was like, at the time of the sale, yeah, you know, I'll take them all. My kids are mining, whatever. Uh, and we're like, well, that's the only thing that really voids the manufacturer's warranty, but that's all right. Do what you want to do. If you know what they are, you know they work. We'll mm-hmm. guarantee they work. We can show you the whole nine. And then uh, I guess he had a problem because he then regretted his purchase because he came in the next day, got the card from Abe at the time that we told him to actually show up picked that one up, came back the day after, which was Friday, bought another card for 850 bucks. That's the one that we're, I guess there's a problem about. Mm-hmm. That's an LHR limited hash rate card. He knew it was, we spoke about it Thursday or Wednesday, whenever it was said, Hey, this is the only one we got left until we get more. You know, we don't get these all the time. It's more like we buy them. We sell them for a markup because of the market right now. It's really hot. That's why there's no return policy because if you use them, or misuse them, they're not made for, that's why they're LHR, they're They're not made made for mining. mining. They're video games only. Mm -hmm. They're not made for mining, and yet apparently he took it home to mine, now he's upset. And he he harassed Abe. This is where it gets interesting, because apparently Abe gave the phone number, like, hey, I'll text you when I'm off school, and if I get any other, because Abe gets his own deals. He could have picked up 20 cards that night and, you know, been like, hey, I got the hot deal for you. Bring, well, Abe bring found up. another card on Friday and was like, hey, if you want this, my buddy's got it. It's a 3080 Ti. For it was t- the 3080 Founders. Something like that. It, so it comes $2, in a... Uh, $2,200? Yeah. It comes in, apparently... It comes it was, in a special kind of refurbished style box because the... You well, can't, no, no, no. Uh, this one was, I guess the guy had warranted it out because the box was damaged when he got there. Mm-hmm. So he sent it in like, hey, I just want a replacement. So he got a replacement device just in case because he didn't want to have to deal with all that. So instead, by the time he got it, he was reselling it because the value had gone so high. Yeah. So he offers it to the guy, and the guy sends him like seven paragraphs about how he's a lawyer, how our sales uh, process is you know, below the, the standard, and that he feels like he's been scammed with all the information he's got and the big ass signs that say all sales are final on these due to people misusing them, uh, capabilities, so on and so forth. Fries, Best Buy, nobody takes graphics cards back if you open them. Nope. Nobody. It's It's going to be the world's biggest argument for 80% store credit. That is your best case scenario. Yeah, not even. um, That's absolute best case scenario. Yeah, because I think Fries, we had bought a 30 or a 2060 when they came out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I bought two thinking that I was going to do that build, that P5, the P3. Mm-hmm. 
and we didn't even use them for like a week. So we're like, yeah, we'll return these because we ended up buying the 2080 Super, which was another problem because you couldn't return them. So I had spent another two grand on a 3080 or 2080 Super, and boy, trying to argue with your old boss was just a nightmare. But needless to say, th- so this guy sends what like six paragraphs to Abe, and so I respond for him because Abe's concerned. He's like, "What do I do? This guy got all the information, yeah. all the warranties, liabilities, everything was put before him. Well, the guy wants us to change out the LHR card. He wasn't told once, not twice, but three fucking times, plus all the paperwork that is around there stating that it's an LHR card. Yeah. So we had to pull the videos." We had to pull all the information because we know he's probably going to try and charge back the charge because he was a shady customer in the lobby with four kids and some random dude that looked like a tweaker. But he's a lawyer now, and as he stated to Abe, you know, not everyone's going to be as nice of a lawyer as me. But the funny thing I thought was he knew he was 17 in a school. I don't know when they gave the phone number over mm-hmm. after I told him don't ask him to skip school because he's 17 and he works here three hours a day. Yeah. But as soon as I walked away is when Abe w- gave him the number. He's like, yeah, let me get your number so I can find out when you're going to bring the card. So at that point, it makes it more of an off-site sale, but apparently he took the, the charge through processing, which I didn't know about until the next day. It gave him a bit of a scolding. The sale is now on our books. So we, we collected the tax, so on and so forth. We'll pay the tax. But at that point, the guy is saying that we're liable for... Abe being a authorized authorized agent of the business. Yeah, to settle all claims here on out. And I was like, this guy is really trying to get a 17-year-old kid to scared, have the agency of the the business to have for, approval of agency yeah. to give him some type of refund or cash back or replacement device when he knew beforehand, not once, not twice, but three times, there is no return policy. There is no refund policy. You use it, you lose it. The, if he would have said, hey, I didn't open it, I'm not going to use it, can I get my money back? Absolutely. Come bring it in. As long as the seal's on it, you're good. I can resell that. But if you go home, take it home, and say, well, you know, I thought the hash rate was going to be a little bit more, but it's like super limited. I'm like, well, I, I only know that it's this model limited hash rate. If you yeah. want to look up the specifications, you can. I have the basic specs here. All the infos posted online in what they will or won't do with or without, you know, the limited, non-limited hash rate. And so Abe's freaking out, thinking, oh, well, because he's the first card is his investment he paid me. Well, he hasn't been reimbursed that because the guy's going to do the chargeback. It's in the account. So if the guy doesn't within 30 days, that's great. Abe will get paid, but he's experiencing on his hustle, his entrepreneurial like side of things, mm-hmm. his first loss, and he's just freaking out about it. So I respond to the guy for him, give him all the info that I can. And I'm like, hey, man, all warranties, liabilities, everything was stated beforehand. There's nothing I can do for you, yeah. especially because I am not. I'm just a worker there. You know, my boss probably wouldn't allow that. But if you want to contact them, go ahead. And then he gets real petty, like, oh, I'm a previous lawyer. You know who I am and what I can do to you. Like. This is a $850 charge, worst worst case thing you're going to do. Let me tell you, for all the assholes out there, the best thing you can do is do a chargeback. I have to fight Visa. After that, it's me telling a judge how much of a fucktard you are, and that's much easier to get over to a judge. And a judge usually would believe, hey, this customer was given all expectations up front, didn't want to read the fine print, 
great. If you didn't, they're not going to award you anything. Court fees, mm. nothing. Mm. More likely, they'll award me my fucking time. And that's happened before. I was sued for a $60 phone lady wanted 750 bucks, And what did we get from her? Five, 600 bucks for our time. They encouraged you to offer her her store credit if she came back within the next month. And With a fully got... functional device. And as they yeah. found out, it had already been ripped into pieces with her shredded. anger. So there was the judge knew there was no possibility of her getting a refund, but still but told her just in case, just in case, you know, God forbid she got it fixed somewhere else, paid the money and then came in. But if you're going to rip it apart like a crackhead, don't come to me wanting $700 after the fact to pay your bill that you then could not have used in the six months. But I feel like this guy's going to do the same thing. He's either a going to try and hit us with a legal demand notice because that tends to scare people. Little does he know who he's walking into that argument with. You are legal demand notice. I am very fond of the legal system. I love suing people. It is a convenience. I don't have to deal with the bickering back and forth. If you don't want to pay me my money, I go to the court. It's not a hindrance to me. The only person I haven't taken to court yet is Steve. But that I feel more sorry for that guy than anything. Mm -hmm. I've gotten some money from him. It's not like I had any cash investment. It was my time. I just... He's that guy where he's going to be a sad, pathetic old man for the rest of his life. But if you don't know who Steve is, you can refer to some of our older videos. He works at a place called I Will Repair in Monterey. Well, that business is 50% owned by me, but uh, I no longer operate it because of Steve's unwillingness to not want to pay himself a $70,000 a year salary after I turned around the business and then um, you know pay his rent from his mom's basement. And all his personal um, well, effects after his gas was also bypass. you guys drew the line where the fifty percent was, which gave him a lot more money for his bills and stuff than you typically would in a business arrangement. And then he kept, oh, this is a this little oh, ooh, we got to pay my rent. Oh, now we got to pay my personal bills uh, came this, up. Now we got a personal credit ooh, card came uh, up. Ooh, uh, my insurance for my personal vehicle came up. Oh, you know, I want to get this dental procedure done. Oh, let me take a salary for that. Let me take another salary. And I was like, no, I got to cut the line. You get base salary out of your percentage. Mm -hmm. It drives you to work harder. So if I get 50% of the proceeds, I get 50% of the proceeds after cost of the business, not your personal cost of ordering pizza and shit every day. But that's one person that I have not taken to court yet. But I also have a statute of limitations of seven years. So I have seven years to Hell. see if he turns it into anything that I would want six, a piece of. Six and a half years from now, he's doing great. His business is succeeding. He has two locations. Uh, excellent. God I'm so glad forbid. I never got... What's this letter? Yeah. Well, we sent him a legal demand notice, no. so the amounts won't change. But that was my buyout amount, and he never paid me. He gave me two grand. The, uh, the fun part with this dickhead and the GPU, and I don't know if he'll call or anything, we notified him, hey, I'm as we were eight i'm a 17 year old kid who works for a store and you want to get mad at me make threats petty arguments dude stop texting me you're a creep i told you everything i had up front i'm not going to help you anymore seek your 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 bullshit elsewhere and still he hasn't called us yeah we're the store and he's contacting the known 17 year old child trying to get a settlement over what because you bought something and don't like it but it was told if you use it, you would not be able to return it. 
that's not our stupidity. That's yours. Now you're trying to bully a child. I fucking loathe those people. Pretty soon I'm going to release the name, the video, the information of this creed. Creep. Sorry. Almost split, split his name there. But Mickey D's or Mickey Creed's. The whole thing is just fucked. Um, I, I think he wouldn't have talked that way to me over text messages, but most people don't talk that way to the business owner because they hope to get a different result. But when they know it's a child, they're going to push like this. I, I know what I'm doing. I am a, a former lawyer, and I don't know if you know who you're messing with, but here's the legal ramifications of what you're doing. Yeah, we're scalping these cards. Absolutely. You want to look at it like it's scalping? Great. We buy low. We sell high. We make a profit. The only way in America to make any money or make a living and pay your own bills and live is to make a profit. If you can't make a profit, what are you doing selling them? The things I don't sell, I don't make a profit on. Get my point? We discussed the pricing beforehand, what they go retail for, what we're selling them for. We are selling them higher. There's no law that says I can't buy and resell something. I disclosed the amount we, we sold them for. I even told them the amount we bought them for. But we got lucky on a few of those. So if he's upset about that, piss off. Go buy them somewhere else next time. He said he wanted 15, 20 of them. We said, oh, well, we can probably get those. But apparently he snaked Abe's number from him, trying to be a nice guy. Now Abe knows not to just give out your number to any random creep. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought he was a nice guy. Well, yeah, they always seem like a nice guy until they offer you candy to get in the fucking van. So that's where we're going to leave today's story. We're going to open up shop, bitching the next-door neighbor about smoking in his business. And uh, see if this GPU asshole gives us a contact. Y'all have a great day. Happy Monday. See ya.